on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Another 1-2. Kane strikes out on a changeup, and the ball game is over. Brock strikes out a pair. Brewers had a double strand, one man on base. Cincinnati takes game one. Jesse Winker with a whale of a night for the Reds. Final 9-4 in game one of this three-game weekend series in Cincinnati. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. You know, I really don't enjoy starting off shows saying something along the lines of, well, it was a tough night at the yard, tough night at the ballpark for the Brewers. But we've been saying that way too often lately. What is that, 13 of 17 of their last games have been losses. Brewers lose tonight by a 9-4 score. Uh, tonight it's really the pitching that struggles. Adrian Hauser was not very good in four innings, gives up six runs on five hits. The Brewers did not did not have anything resembling an answer for Jesse Winker, who hits three home runs and is never retired. And... The slump continues for the Brewers. A trade made earlier in the day. Mixed reactions to that trade. We'll talk about that trade. We'll talk about this game. We've got a lot to get to between now and 11 o'clock. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine and Augie, I, like, I'm, you know I'm a pretty positive guy, but there's just not a lot going right right now for the Brewers. There sure isn't. You know, you look at their last uh, 17 games, or 4-13, and 13, and you're just looking for this team to turn it around. Uh, I read, You know, you look at this club, they, they got to get going uh, offensively. You go into Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's a great hitter's ballpark, so you think, you know, maybe the offense will, cut, will, will get loose and score some runs and put some runs on the board, and they had some opportunities just in the second and seventh inning, but they had some opportunities to score some runs. But, you know, when you go into Cincinnati, when you're a pitcher, you've got to make sure that you keep the ball down, that you really commit commit to your sequencing and your location and execution. And I think Adrian Hauser just struggled a little bit tonight. I think I counted 10 three-ball counts in the, in the four-plus innings he was in the ball game. And for a pitcher of his style, going deep into counts only allows that hitter to to see more pitches and take advantage and sometimes he gets that ball up a little bit and tonight he did it really made a difference yeah it's, it's back-to-back tough performances from adrian hauser and we'll talk more about that coming up obviously we'll talk about the trade that was announced prior to the game as the team is bringing in uh willie adamas from the tampa bay rays they trade away a couple key bullpen pieces to make that move and uh, not only does it say a lot about uh, kind of the state of this team, but it says a lot about some of the decisions that have been made uh, here over the last year plus and just the way that they've uh, kind of gone about looking at that shortstop position. So we've got a lot to get to, a lot to get to. Again, you can join us by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air air we're back with more in just a moment it's brewers extra innings on wtmj brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj three and two on castellanos hauser throws strike three called on the outside corner perfectly located on that outside edge 
And Hauser gets a big strikeout of Castellanos for out number one. Tough night for Adrian Hauser, though. Brewers lose by a 9-4 score. Hauser 4-plus, 6 runs, 5 hits, 4 strikeouts, 4 walks. I have defended Hauser a lot because he's been somebody that there's a certain contingent of fans who kind of want to beat up on him a a little bit. In fact, we got a text message from the uh, 414 saying, still think Hauser should stay. I guess my response to that would be, He's 3-5 and five with a 4.53 yard. He has not pitched well in his last two games. I am, I'm not sitting here telling you that he has, he has pitched well. Uh, the timeout before now, he only made it through three innings before he had to come out. Uh, four innings tonight, the six runs on five hits. Like, I'm, I'm not telling you he's pitching well right now, but I'm telling you he's, the root, he's, the, he's their fifth starter. He's their fifth. He's got a four and a half ERA, and he's their fifth starter. There's a lot of fifth starters out there that are... Uh, that he's not the reason the Brewers have lost 13 of their their last 17 or what it, whatever it is. Yeah, 13 of, of 17. Uh, I know there's a lot of focus on him because they lose tonight and he was the starting pitcher. And this is a post game show and we talk about today's game and that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, but if if the Brewers are, are winning more games, then Hauser having a performance like he had tonight probably doesn't seem as I don't know impactful. Augie, I, again, I, it's hard to uh, it's hard to talk about this because in the moment Hauser did not pitch well and he's had two tough starts in a row. And maybe at some point, you know, Eric Lauer has done a nice job at AAA. Maybe at some point the Brewers feel like Lauer gives you a better chance to win than, than Hauser. And if they make that choice, they make that choice. But we're talking about the fifth starter here. Like this is not the this is not the decision that makes or breaks a season. Well, I, I think that's one reason they sent Lauer down, Eric Lauer down, to to make sure he stays in the uh, in his regular routine and gets the starts. He's been throwing the ball very well. Uh, even came out of bullpen uh, on an occasion and threw the ball very well, very consistent. But the one thing with Adrian Hauser, we have to look at at where his strengths are. And you look at what he's done over the last two seasons. You know, he's one of the best second highest in baseball with ground ball rate at sixty one percent. What does ground ball rate do? It means that you're able to command the strength strike zone down in the strike zone with a two-seam sinking fastball and locate the ball up in the strike zone when you need to. And I think where, where Adrian gets in, gets in himself in problem is he gets away from that. He gets away from using that good fastball and good locations on both sides of the plate. And then he tries to make a good too good of a pitch and elevates the ball. And when he elevates the ball, that sinking fastball flattens out. Yes, he does have a good breaking ball. He's a good slider, a good curveball, and a changeup. But it's the matter of being able to command that one pitch, that sinking fastball down in the zone, that's going to be a success and stay ahead of hitters. Like I said tonight, we had, I counted around 10 three-ball counts. Anytime a, a sinker ball pitcher has that many uh, three-ball counts in a short start, you're going to have yourself in trouble and he did it this tonight and last time out had a little bit of problem with his sinking fastball and I think that's been the difference is the last two starts especially. Augie, you can sit here and, and, and you're very good at it in terms of really analyzing and breaking down everything that's going on from a let me take it from an approach of not really breaking down what he's doing from a pitching perspective but it just throughout his career it has felt like 
at times when he he just when he has to make that next pitch, when he has to record that next out, he hasn't done it. And he was doing that a little bit more earlier this year. Like it felt like he had kind of knocked down one of those proverbial walls of what you want to see from a young pitcher who is still maturing. And it feels like maybe he's taken a, a step back here recently. Uh, and that I think that's fr- I think fans see that too. And there's some frustration that goes along with that. You know, Matt, I, you know, the, you brought up a really good point. And I think what you saw from, from Adrian early in the season is when he got to points in the game, he was very aggressive with his pitches. There's a way you can pitch and you can say, well, I'm going to throw my sinker, I'm going to throw my slider, my curveball, whatever it is. But when you get in situations, it's the aggressiveness in which you approach that hitter. It's the aggressiveness in which you go at a hitter when you're struggling. It's not only slowing the game down and thinking what your sequence is or your execution is. It's about being aggressive in the strike zone and going right after hitters. And I, I think maybe you would agree with me. I think that's one thing you're seeing is you're seeing a, 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 some pitchers go out there like a, a Burns and and Freddie Peralta and Woodruff. They go they go out there. They get aggressive. The one thing there where Adrian Hauser is a little bit different. I think you probably would agree with me. You don't see that aggressiveness when he gets himself in trouble. Yeah, I, I know. I 100 percent agree. And I, that's what he's got to find. That's the next step. That is that is absolutely the next step, and if he doesn't find it, he's going to force the Brewers into possibly making a decision again. I don't from a from a big picture standpoint, I don't have a I don't have any issue with what Hauser has done this year as the number five starter. Three and five, four and a half ERA has had some good games. Have had some not so good games. You go look at number five starters across baseball, and he, he's right there with with the better ones. But again, if you go out and have performances like you did tonight, and if uh, if Eric Lauer continues to perform well at AAA, all of a sudden you might be forcing the Brewers into some type of decision. The Brewers made a decision at shortstop. They move on in a way from Luis Urias. He is no longer the everyday shortstop. He did play tonight. Actually, played pretty good tonight. Uh, but uh, he is going to be making way for uh, Willie Thomas. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. The trade was it a good trade? Was it a bad trade? Would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, text them in. We'll, we'll run through them here in this next segment. Uh, text in on the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. Your immediate reaction to the trade that the Brewers made earlier today and uh, we'll discuss it coming up in just a moment. The Brewers, they lose tonight in Cincinnati 9-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Naquin sends one in the air to deep right field and when it lands it's 3-0 Cincinnati. At three quarters of the way up in the grandstands, tenth home run of the year for Tyler Naquin. It's the Reds that jump out in front. Four home runs hit by the Reds today. That was the only one hit by somebody not named Jesse Winker. Brewers end up losing in Cincinnati 9-4. Brewers extra innings continues here on WTMJ. Want to join us? 855-616-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A. L.E.Y. on air, joined by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Let's grab our first phone call of the day. We've got Matt in Missouri. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Good. Hey, I'm just just wondering, uh, you know, what you think, um, what the next step is here for the organization. Um, You know, at the beginning of the season, we were hearing about starting pitching and how dominant our pitching was. And we couldn't get a bat on the ball. Now, now we're starting to get runs. 
Um, and we just let up eight runs, and the pitching has looked horrible this week. So I'm just wondering, in your mind, what what, what, we, what do we do from here? Yeah, I still think it's about the offense coming around. Appreciate the phone call, Matt. Um, yeah, to me, it's still it's still the offense that needs to get going. I'm very comfortable with where the pitching is at. Uh, it, before tonight, it was really some of the relief pitching that was not performing well. The starting pitching is still doing its job. When you're winning games, you're setting up your bullpen to have kind of that winning group coming out of the bullpen where you're looking forward to Devin Williams in the eighth and Josh Hader in the ninth. So to me, it's still... Look, the Brewers just haven't had that many leads lately. That's been the problem. And the, the one lead they had lately was in that Sunday game against Atlanta, but they led by so much that it didn't even look like they were going to have to use their high-leverage guys in high-leverage spots. And then all of a sudden that game got a lot closer. So yeah, really the last time the Brewers had a had a tight lead that they, they actually had during the game, you have to go all the way back to May 12th. That was a game against St. Louis that they won 4-1, and they scored three of those runs in the eighth inning. They had a one nothing lead after six, but they did lead that game. But for me, Augie, it's still, it's still about the hitting and getting that hitting going. I think, I think hitting cures everything on this team. It does, and you know it's that phase of the game that you you know it can pick the pitching up once in a while, but you still got to get runners in scoring position. You got to do really well. You look at what Cincinnati is. Cincinnati is one of the top in the National League in the batting average, the best in runners in scoring position. It's really paying off. Although Great American Ballpark is a great hitters ballpark, but Tuesday was the first game since the second week of April where Yelly Kane. Wong and Narvaez were in the lineup. So I think you're looking at, at with this hitting, I think it's about finding that, that, that groove with the lineup where you're getting the more of your, your guys that need to go out and, and compete and drive in runs and get on base, getting those guys in the lineup on an everyday basis, I think is so important. And I think what they're doing with Keston down in the minor leagues, making sure he's, his mind is set right, he's swinging the bat right, and he'll come back and hopefully help the ball club. But you need the guys like Yelly Kane and, and Wong and Navarez really to, to come out and do the job for you. It's, they're not the only guys, but they're the key guys to this batting order. Having them in each and every game and getting more at-bats, I think, is going to help this ball club. All right, I promised that we would talk about the trade. We will do that next. Brewers, they uh, come up short today against the Reds, losing 9-4. We'll really dive into the trade that the Brewers made today. We will do that next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Hoffman the stretch in his 3-2 pitch. Ball four. Boy, did that take a lot of stones to take that one from Luis Urias. Just below the knees. Shane Livensparger wouldn't give it to Jeff Hoffman, and Hoffman walks in a run. 9-4, Brewers lose in Cincinnati. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. Prior to today's game, the Brewers made a trade as they went out and they acquired a new starting shortstop as Willie Adamas was acquired from the Tampa Bay Rays. In exchange, they also get a pitcher, Trevor Richards, for uh, two pitchers in J.P. Fireisen and also uh, Drew Rasmussen. There's a, 
there's a lot to kind of unpack here. First off, you know, Doug and Baraboo texted in and said, Matt, not understanding why the Brewers are giving out two pitchers for a shortstop batting 197. Pitching is what's going to keep the Brewers in the running. I, I get that, and I know that right now this is a team that is struggling offensively. This guy profiles out as a much better hitter than the 197 he's hitting right now. Last year in the shortened season, he was about 260 hitter, eight home runs. The year before, he hit about 250 with 20 home runs and 52 RBIs. I mean, this guy can hit. He's got pop, and he's certainly an elite defensive uh, shortstop. I think the bigger thing is this is an organization that seemingly was all in on Luis Arias at shortstop, and it didn't take very long for them to not be all in on him anymore. And, and Augie, part of that might be, hey, you know what they saw? This, this, this organization and David Stearns has always taken the opportunity to – try to get better no matter how it impacts the team. We saw that when they got Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, bring in talented players and let everything else play out. But I think at the same time, it is really challenging to not look at this move and then kind of compare it to what happened with the the trade where they acquired Arias, uh, sending off Orlando Arcia. Like, you just you add it all together, and, and it feels like they gave up a little bit on a guy in Arias who they really believed in not that long ago. Well, you know, you kind of look at each of these organizations, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, and see which way they're heading <coughs> right now. And you look at them, and the Brewers are built on on pitching and defense. Defense is so important, and there's no question that Lucy Urias has been struggling a little bit at shortstop. Made it, uh, it just seems like lately he's been uh, really trying to rush himself a little bit, not playing as consistent as he did early in the season. So I think what the Brewers are thinking here, you're getting a, a, a bona fide veteran uh, infielder that can take over that, that middle of that infield and make you that much stronger. Willie Adamas, we saw what he did in the playoffs last year for Tampa Bay. He was outstanding in the field. Really was the really was that leader in that infield and came up with some big hits. Will give you some good at bats, and I think that's where the Brewers are thinking that I have to be stronger defense. We've got to, defense is going to take us to where we need to go. So to make that trade, uh, I think was an important one for the Brewers to get strong defensively and bring in a veteran who can anchor that infield. But when you get rid of two guys like J.P. Fireisen and Rasmussen, you're looking at the style of ball club that Tampa Bay is. How are they built? They're built on their, de- on their pitching and defense, but their bullpen is so important. All the arms they have coming out of that bullpen are is their strength and their, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to do right there with that trade is to build them up a little bit stronger on the pitching side in the bullpen by picking up J.P. Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen. So I think it's a trade for a style of team that each of these teams are with Tampa Bay with the strong pitching out of the bullpen and the Brewers, they have to be strong defensively. I think that's why they made the trade. Yeah, and for folks who maybe don't follow along real closely with what's going on with the Rays and why Adamus is available, the, arguably the top prospect in baseball is a shortstop in the Rays system. So now they're going to be able to hand over the keys to shortstop to him. And so they, they you know, there, there wasn't the desire as much to have Adamus. Everything I've heard about this guy, Adamus, is he's as good of a character guy as there is in all of Major League Baseball, and he's going to fit really well into the clubhouse, and that's good. He is an upgrade. He's, he, he's clearly an upgrade. Uh, there was a cost to it. Uh, I'm Look, every time the Brewers play in an extra inning game from here on out, and especially if they lose extra inning games, I'm going to be thinking to myself, 
would have this game gone differently if you have a Drew Rasmus available because he had kind of become that tenth inning guy for the Brewers because he had the ability to strike guys out, and that's such an important trait to have uh, when we're talking about the extra inning games with the runner on at second. So the Brewers lose a, a high strikeout guy. At the same time, Augie, there's always a million relief pitchers that are available via trade. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there still as free agents who who are available. So uh, it it could hurt in the short term, but if the Brewers make the decision that they need to improve the bullpen, they're absolutely going to have the opportunity to do that. They've already made some moves where they brought some of the some younger pitchers up and saw what they could do. I think Perdomo pitching out of the bullpen as well as he has has a little bit to do with it. I also look back a little bit. That guy that they just started on, uh, on his rehab is is Yardley. He was outstanding for this ball club last year and really was a kind of guy that could pitch multi days, multi innings, and was big. I think him getting him healthy might help. So, like you said, there's a lot of guys out there on the market right now that you can probably get. But but I think the Brewers still feel confident that what they have within this organization, what they have in that bullpen right now, can still go out and compete and compete on a day-to-day basis and still have a very good uh, bullpen, maybe one of the better base, uh, bullpens in all of baseball. That's Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. The Brewers, they lose today, falling to the Cincinnati Reds by a 9-4 score. We'll get the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here's your ball driven out to right center field off the bat of Winker, and it's going to get out of here. Solo home run for Jesse Winker. A sinker at 95. He hits his ninth home run of the season, and the Reds lead it 4-1. to Lane was perfect waiting on the uh, the fireworks there. That was... There was not the okay. So he's still talking, and the fireworks start. So you have to you have to stop. Like he paused. There was a beat. Then the fireworks. Then Lane continued. That was an A plus usage of the background fireworks by Lane Grindel. And oh yeah, by the way, whoever operates the fireworks there in Cincinnati, you, you gotta do better. Like twice they just went off randomly uh, when when in the middle of at bats. Including one, was it Tyrone Taylor's at bat when there was two strikes on him? Yep. Was that right? Or was it Cal? Yep. Oh, no, what's going on? Come on. <laughs> you can't have loose fingers around the fireworks <laughs> button when you're the fireworks guy at a major league ballpark. You just can't. You shouldn't have a loose finger anytime you're around fireworks, or you might have like a really loose finger, if you know what I mean. Uh, let's let's move on. 9-4, Brewers lose in Cincinnati. Manager Craig Council met with the media a little while ago. Uh, discussed the performance of Adrian Hauser and, and the uh, kind of the, the trending direction he's going as he's having a hard time pitching deep into games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's there's small things. It's just, um, you know, some of the misses are, have just been a little bit bigger, um, kind of had in the count a lot had an account a little bit more. Um, I think the slider just hasn't gotten quite as crisp as, as we saw it in a couple, couple outings. Um, you know, um, those, those, that's kind of what I'd point to a little bit. You know, he just, he just made some, he just threw some bad pitches today, you know, and they got, they got, he got hurt with him, you know, and he got hurt for damage with him. So, um, you know, that, Winker's uh, locked in, and he's dangerous. He says having a nice season, um, and you know he's going sinker away, and he kind of yanks it back over the middle of the plate, and 
that's that's a that's a damage area. Or did you feel a little bit better with the, the offensive performance today? I mean, you had guys on, you know, at that inning for the end of the game had little production. Yeah, we. I mean, we. You know, we did. We had a nice inning off Hoffman in the second. We just, you know, kind of got. You know, unfortunately, got the nine hole up, and and um, we had we had some really good at bats, put some pressure on him, and and have a lot of pitches. Um, you know, we just we didn't get the big hit there. Um, you know, leading off the third, we got the first guy on, and that, you know, the middle lineup up. That was an inning we just we missed to me an opportunity to kind of get him out of the game, really. Um, and um, and then he settled in a little bit, um, put it together, a nice nice inning against their, some of their bullpen, good bullpen guy, good bullpen guy, and. But um, you know, we, we dug ourselves a pretty big hole. That being down six one, is, is Colton okay? Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just sore. He got hit right in the right in the, the right elbow, and he was just sore. I mean, I don't didn't know if he was going to be able to throw, and um, so just precautionary. He's okay. X rays were negative. Craig, he also took that foul ball and was getting a look. Uh, is that okay? Yeah, it probably okay. the, the, his his leg was all right. Uh, his elbow was a little more uh, was was worse, I guess. Craig, uh, he has a pretty great uh, outfield defense part of the season, but that catch from low, that's about as good as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that that was an incredible play. Um, I mean, just full speed, fully outstretched. Um, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, hit. I, I, I mean, one of his favorite catches he made here in Cincinnati when he was a rookie. Um, it's always been one of my favorites, but that one, uh, that was just, a, a, just a, you know, an example of just a great center fielder all out taking a perfect route and, and um, you know, make, making just a heck of a play. You obviously were a little bit shorthanded in the bullpen tonight. Did you like what you got out of Perdomo? Yeah, I mean, he did not. He made to make some big pitches. You know, he got himself in a little bit of trouble with the walks and Aikman, um, and, and the three zero count right away. But he he got himself out of that with with limiting the damage, and um, and then he had, and he made some big pitches in the next inning. And as he was kind of, you know, that's his first kind of long. I think that's might be his first two inning stint this year. Um, maybe maybe he had one other, but um, that was good. I mean, I thought he he made some pitches and some spots and. Um, uh, it was an encouraging outing. I mean, it's it's the strikes with 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 Angel, um, you know, aggressive in the strike zone, and he made some big pitches. Craig, that spot with Josh is that an example of what you said before the game about how you you may need some guys to, you know, sort of step up to fill in for for those two. Yeah, losses? I mean, look, I mean, you know, um, you know, and it's a, it's a losing game, and um, I, I didn't want to use those other guys tonight. I didn't think it made sense, and so it's it was Josh's job tonight to. To, to put up zeros and you know he got off to a good start with some a good defensive play and then getting Naquin and then just couldn't not finish in that inning I think was the inning he you know he had he, he's got two outs he's got two strikes on Suarez and just you know he couldn't put Suarez away to me ultimately was was the uh, you know he's ahead in the count on him and just just couldn't put him away and then they they just they kind of wore him down with uh, with some good at bats. I don't know if you even know this yet, but it, does it look like you'll have the two new guys tomorrow in time, or, or is that? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 scheduled. You know, we need some on time flights, but they're scheduled to be here on. Um, you know, should get here uh, early afternoon. 
There's Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago after the Brewers lose in Cincinnati 9-4. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 9-4 Brewers end up losing to the Reds. Starting pitching matchup, Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew. Jeff Hoffman going for Cincinnati would be the Reds, who would strike first in the bottom of the first inning. Jesse Winker leads the inning off with a base hit. With one out, Tyler Stevenson walks. That puts runners on at first and second for Tyler Naquin. Naquin sends one in the air to deep right field, and when it lands, it's 3 nothing Cincinnati. At three-quarters of the way up in the grandstands, 10th home run of the year for Tyler Naquin. It's the Reds that jump out in front. But the Brewers answer at least one of those runs in the next half inning. Top of the second with one out. Daniel Vogelback gets a base hit, an infield hit. Then Travis Shaw walks. The runner's on at first and second. Then Jackie Bradley Jr. walks. The bases are loaded. And a guy who prior to the game found out that he was losing his job, Luis Arias, he's at the plate with the bases loaded. Hoffman the stretch in his 3-2 pitch. Ball four. Boy, did that take a lot of stones to take that one from Luis Urias. Just below the knees. Shane Livensparger wouldn't give it to Jeff Hoffman. And Hoffman walks in a run. And the bases are still loaded, but Adrian Hauser strikes out. Colton Wong grounds out. And the Brewers leave three on base in the top of the second inning. The Reds would add to their lead in the bottom of the third. We're going to say this guy's name a lot before we're done with this segment. Jesse Winker leading things off. Tickets. Here's your ball driven out to right center field off the bat of Winker, and it's going to get out of here. Solo home run for Jesse Winker. A sinker at 95. He hits his ninth home run of the season, and the Reds lead it 4-1. to one. In the fourth inning, the Reds would make a little bit of noise, but Hauser would get out of it without any run scoring, stranding two runners. The leadoff hitter in the fifth is going to be Jesse Winker, and you were kind of wondering whether or not Hauser would return for the fifth inning. While he did, he faces Winker again. How Winker has hit the ball well against Hauser in the past. He's now 7 for 12 with four home runs, and he rips this one to deep right center. This one might go. It will. Second row of the seats, Jesse Winker just hit his second home run of the night. That would be act two of the three-act play. More coming up. Nick Castellanos would then get a base hit. Tyler Stevenson would walk. That would end the day for Hauser. Angel Perdomo would come on. A wild pitch would remove runners to second and third. A walk to uh, Tyler Naquin would load the bases. A. Eugenio Suarez would pop out on the infield fly rule, so that was a big out. But Tucker Barnhart would hit a sacrifice fly to score Nick Castellanos two runs in the fifth, and that would make it a 6-1 game. Jeff Hoffman was done after five. Amir Garrett came in to pitch for the Reds in the sixth inning. In the seventh, the Brewers made it a game once again. Lucas Sims, the new pitcher for Cincinnati, first batter he faces, Jackie Bradley Jr. He gets a base hit. That once again brings up Luis Arias. And Urias drives one out to left. That's going to hit off the wall out there in left. And it's going to be extra bases for Luis Urias. Bradley will stop at third. Urias 
with the hardest hit ball of the night for the Brewers. It's a line drive off the wall in left field just inside the foul pole. Yeah, puts runners at uh, second and third for Billy McKinney, who hits a sacrifice floor fly. That would score Bradley. Colton Wong is then hit by a pitch, and it got him good. He stayed in the game for the moment, eventually came out. Next hitter, Lorenzo Cain. 1-0 pitch, and Low Cain rips one to left. It's going to get over the head of Winker and one-hop the wall. Rounding third and headed for home is Urias. Wong will stop at third, and Cain into second with a run-scoring double. It's a 6-3 ball game, and Low Cain clutch again. That would end Lucas Sims' night. Up next, T.J. Antone. He would give up an RBI ground out to Christian Yelich to make it 6-4. Omar Nevaez would strike out three runs on three hits in the seventh. Two-run game, 6-4, but the Reds would answer those runs. Josh Lindblom comes on to pitch in the seventh inning for the Brewers. First battery faces is Tyler Stevenson. And the first pitch to Stevenson is drilled out to center field. On the run is Lorenzo Kane, and he made the catch, falling down onto the warning track in the process. Oh, what a catch by Lorenzo Kane! Flat out spectacular by Kane making that catch. Tyler Naquin that would line out, so two outs in the inning, but Lindblom could not finish off the inning. A. Eugenio Suarez would walk, a wild pitch would put him at second, Tucker Barnhart would walk, runners on at first and second for Kyle Farmer. Now going inside, here's the pitch. He missed outside, and it's a line drive into center field for a base hit. Kane will grab it, he's going to throw home, and the throw is going to be late, and it's going to get away from Narvaez, but Lindblom was there to back it up at 7-4 Cincinnati. Still not done. Next hitter, Jonathan India. 2-2 pitch. Ground ball through the left side and into left field for a base hit. They're going to send the runner around third. And the play at the plate is not in time. Barnhart scores from second. India with an RBI single. And the Reds get two back here in the bottom of the seventh. They lead it 8-4. They would put the exclamation point on the game with Jesse Winker leading things off in the bottom of the eighth. There's Winker. Sends one out to deep center field. Back Kane. Gone. A third home run in this game for Jesse Winker. A big night for the Reds left fielder. Final score. 9-4 9-4 as the Reds go to 20-23. and 23. Brewers drop to 21-23. and 23. Winning totals for Cincinnati, 9 runs, 9 hits, no errors. They leave 7 for the Brewers. 4 runs, 6 hits, no errors. They also leave 7. Winning pitcher Hoffman, he's 3-3. Three and three. Hauser, the loss, he drops to 3-5. and five. Home runs, Winker hits his 9th, 10th, and 11th. Naquin hitting his 10th of the year. The game lasting three hours and 29 minutes, played in front of 17,234 folks at Great American Ballpark. 9-4, Brewers lose in Cincinnati. We will preview game two of this series and give you some scores from around baseball when we wrap things up after this on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Tough night for the Brewers. They lose in Cincinnati 9-4. Starting to wrap things up here on Brewers Extra Innings. Let's go around the National League Central. 
Cubs laid one on the Cardinals in St. Louis, 12-3. Don't look now. The Cubs are playing some pretty good baseball. They're two games above 500 at 23-21. and 21. The uh, Cubs starter was Kyle Hendricks. He goes six and two-thirds, three runs, one earned on seven hits. He got the win. Carlos Martinez started for St. Louis. He pitched all right, two runs on four hits and six innings, and then the bullpen had an absolute letdown for St. Louis. Talk about a letdown. That's what happened with the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight. Ooh, they lose in Atlanta by a 20-1 to score. 20-1. to That's uh, that's laying one on you right there. The Pirates dropping to 18-26. and Tyler Anderson got the start for the Pirates. Five innings, nine runs, all earned on ten hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. Not a good night to be a Pirates fan. 20-1. to was the uh, was the final score in that once again? I saw. Let's see if I can find this real quick. Uh, the Braves are the first team in Major League history to have seven or more home runs and two or more grand slams in a single game ever. There's a lot of stats that came out of that game tonight. Around the Brewers minor league system, Triple A Nashville they knock off Gwinnett tonight by a three-two score. Keston Hira hits a home run, already his uh, second since being with the team. Double A Biloxi they win at Tennessee by an eight-six score. Biloxi with the win goes to seven and nine. High A Wisconsin unable to play their game tonight in Appleton. They were postponed against West Michigan. That game is going to be made up as part of a doubleheader coming up tomorrow. And Low A Carolina, two touchdowns. They knock off at Delmarva by a 14-7 to score uh, at Delmarva. So that's a look around the Brewers minor league system. Brewers are going to uh, play game two of their three-game series against the Reds coming up tomorrow afternoon, a 3-10 first pitch. Now, a reminder for you, the Bucks start their playoff run tomorrow, so uh, the Brewers will be on 94.5 ESPN and then will be joined here on WTMJ after the Bucks get over. But if you're looking for the Brewers, 94.5 ESPN, 3-10 first pitch. I will talk to you uh, after the game. Brett Anderson against Sonny Gray, the uh, pitching matchup in tomorrow's game. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow on 94.5 ESPN.